All right, has everybody been tuning in to the final episode of the United States of America this week? What a crazy week, but you know what? Welcome to episode 527 of Canada's Pinball Podcast, your number one pinball podcast in the world. So here's what I want to talk about on this episode of Canada's Pinball Podcast. We got a few news items. I don't think some of this has been heard before, so I'm going to break some news to you on this show. And then, you know, I want to talk a little bit about a new topper that came out, all the moaning and groaning around that. So let's just start it off with the news of the day. So it was last week when Charlie Emery revealed to the world that total new nuclear annihilation 2.0 would eventually come out. Now he confirmed it. He's like, it's going to happen. Now, when I heard that, I thought to myself, when could TNA 2.0 even possibly come out? If you think about it, they've still got like another year of Rick and Morty to make, then their next game after that. So we're talking maybe three years from now when total nuclear annihilation 2.0 could hit the line. Now, the question I have for all of you out there, do you want more TNA? Do you need more TNA? And I, I think the answer to this question is, if they made more TNA in a limited run, let's let's say they said they made 250 uh, of 2.0 TNAs or 200, I think they would sell them. I think they would sell them. There always was demand for this game when it was out, and they stopped making it while there still was demand for the game. The thing working against it, though, is three years from now, are we still going to care about this game? And we see it right now in the marketplace. When new stuff comes out that people are excited about, everyone gravitates towards the new stuff. So I don't know, you know, I don't know. But here's the news item you're going to hear for the first time ever in the world. I don't know if this has been said before, but if it has, I apologize. So I'm hearing the big difference that will be in TNA 2.0. And, and before I say this, just, just so you guys know, it's not like TNA 2. It's just the second run of TNA. Now, what's going to make it 2.0 is this. The biggest change in this game is going to be they are going to put TNA inside the same cabinet as Rick and Morty. So it's going to go inside Spooky Pinball's newer cabinet. It's not going to go in the older sort of lower cabinet that TNA is in. So that's pretty cool right there. And the other thing that I think they'll probably do since it's in the new cabinet is give it new artwork. And so I think there's an opportunity here to keep the gameplay the same, but it would be really rad if they redid the art on the playfield and on the cabinet and made it fit into the lineup better for most people. See, the, the only thing I really don't like aesthetically about TNA, I don't like the way that cabinet looks. Whenever it's next to other pinball machines, it just doesn't fit in as nicely uh, as the standard size cabinet. So that I'm hearing is what TNA 2.0 will be, all right? So now, what else is going on in the world? Well, I can't do a show on Friday and not address my show topic on Monday, which was my analysis of the clear coat issues with Jersey Jack Pinball. And my, my summary was that something is going on with the digital ink. Now, here's the thing. I saw someone ran to Pinside and right away was like, the digital ink is not the problem. I make car doors. I clear coat automotive parts. Like, let me tell everybody right now this. I don't care if you think you're an expert on why these games are pooling and chipping because you know what? I don't think anyone knows the exact reason why this is happening. And I think Chris Hutchinson over at High End Pins said it the best. He said that they should take these games and send them to like a lab for someone to deconstruct and see what's actually happening and going wrong with the games. See, that sounds really smart, right? You got a defective product 
that's having issues, send it to a lab to figure out why this is happening. Like, why is the clear coat lifting off of the game? Why is it pulling up the artwork? Why is it chipping? So I don't care if you work in automotive clear coating and say, Canada's wrong. Here's the thing. I'm not wrong on this part of it. And this is the only part that matters. There's something wrong. And so whether it's the inkjet, the digital ink, whether it's the clear coat not curing long enough, hard to imagine that's the issue since the game's on a boat from Germany, or whether it's this or that, or they're screwing the post in too tight. Here's my final summary on this entire thing. Just effing fix it, fix it. I shouldn't have to be an expert on clear coats. Some dude who works in an auto repair shop shouldn't be telling us the reason why our pinball machines are failing. This is a pinball company. Jersey Jack is a pinball company. Mirko specializes in these games. Fix the problem. Fix the problem. I don't want to have to take any time out of my personal day to research clear coats. It is the dumbest thing ever for the rest of us out there to have to figure out and become experts on and weigh in on it. All I know is this. There's a problem. Now, here's the other thing. I'm already seeing this happening. and It's amazing. Pinball people have the shortest memories. You people out there have the shortest memories and the deepest pockets because I'm already seeing People just forgetting about it. Like it just, you really don't want to think about it. And the more you ignore it, the less it's going to go away. Let me repeat that. The more you ignore this issue, the less it's going to go away. The problem is going to persist. And it kills me seeing people trying to find their own solutions to this. And I have friends sending me solutions they're doing with playfield protectors and putting stuff underneath the post. We should not have to do this, people. We should not have to pull apart a brand new $9,500 game and figure out a solution to something that the manufacturer should have figured out themselves, okay? And I'm still seeing brand new LEs, brand new SEs, unboxed, having the issues with the clear. Now, the other thing I heard, because one of my friends visited Jersey Jack Pinball, he visited Jersey Jack Pinball and he got a tour at Jersey Jack Pinball and he was told the following. He was told that the collector's editions of Guns N' Roses will not be shipping this year. Now, maybe he's wrong, but that's what he told me. And they told him that on the tour. Now, for those of you out there, in on a collector's edition, what does this mean for you? Well, you're probably pretty happy that there's a delay because you're probably thinking they're going to fix the playfield issues if they have more time. Now, I'm here to tell you, I also heard that the collector's editions of Guns N' Roses, the playfields, have already been shipped from Mirko to Jersey Jack. Now, I don't know for sure if that's the case, but you have to imagine since they were telling people when they ordered their CEs that they were most likely going to get them by the end of the year, which means that that shipment from Germany probably already happened or is in the process of getting there. So I tend to believe that the playfields have been made for these CEs. The process has not been changed and they're probably trying to figure out how to put these games together in a way that's going to mitigate, not solve. There is no solve if they were made by Mirko. Trust me on this. Mirko, I, I, I'm just going to say, I don't think Mirko knows what they're doing. I really don't think they know what they're doing here. I think they fumbled this one again, but I think they're going to try to figure out how to mitigate Mirko's product, not solve it, mitigate it. Big difference. Look up those two words. Okay. So here's the thing. Once again, 
Jersey Jack Pinball has messed up getting the most expensive buyers their games. Because once again, if you paid the most amount of money, you are now waiting longer than every other model of that game to get it, right? The SE guys got it before you. LE guys got it before you. Now you're still waiting. And here's the part that kills me. And, and this is the part that I just don't get. For those of us out there, and there's 499 other gentlemen in the world who bought a CE, we're all in the same boat. For those of us out there, we have not received any official communication about when we can expect our games. So if this story is true that my friend gets a tour and is told they're probably gonna be shipping by, the, by next year, why is it that we're not hearing anything? Why is it that us who are buyers of this game have absolutely no clue when we're gonna get our game? And not only do we not have a clue, our distributors don't have a clue. Nobody has a clue. And the reason why I think people want to know and have a ballpark is simply this. I want to know if I'm going to get it in two months, three months. Is it six months? Because I might not want to wait that long. I might not want to wait six months. I might want to go grab an LE if I can get one now. But now it's just this wait and see. So we're waiting on a few things. We're waiting when the game's going to come out. We're waiting to see what the quality is. And here's the thing, if I'm gonna be completely honest, and nobody, and you know this, nobody was more excited about Guns N' Roses than me. And I still think the game is a total masterpiece. I think this game is one of the greatest pinball machines ever. But I'm gonna to be totally honest when I say this right now. My enthusiasm level around this game and my excitement to get the game right now has been cut in half. It really has. It's been absolutely cut in half, and it's for the reasons you know. It's for the quality reasons. It's for the lack of communication. It's for the lack of uh, distributor knowledge on the thing I'm buying. I don't even know when I'm supposed to pay my distributor. Like I have my game in, I got my order in, but I have no idea when I'm gonna be hit up for that much more money. Like it's $11,500 extra I need to pay on top of my $1,000 deposit. And, and I would just like to know as we move towards the holidays, do I have to next year? You know, people want to know. People just want to know on a financial level, when am I going to be hit up for this money? And if I've got four months or five months buffer, that'd be good to know because then I could do other things with my money and put that pinball money elsewhere, all right? I could bet against the Jets every week and double up every single week. I mean, six out of seven weeks, the Jets have not covered the spread. If you put 12-5 against the Jets every week, you would probably have almost half a million dollars by now, okay? I'd like to know. But my enthusiasm continues to wane a little bit, and I keep seeing Jersey Jack on Facebook continue to promote the game, which obviously they're going to do. I'm in no rush to get my collector's edition, but I would like to see the first collector's editions go out before the end of this year. Now, speaking of collector's edition and LEs, did you see Lior, our super talented man overseas? He made a few modifications to the Guns N' Roses game and he made this amazing skull shooter casing that goes around the shooter rod and it's got a, a skull with a snake weaving around it with a rose in its mouth and it's really, really amazing. I think it's like 365 bucks. So if you really wanna upgrade your LE, to make it even more special, I highly recommend this. Now, I will say this, I will say this, and I know Lior listens to the show, I would not have released this product quite the way he did. He kind of said, 
I don't like the back alley creation sculpt at all. I thought the proportions were off. People are saying it looks like a skull from a, a monkey. If you make a beautiful product, just let the product speak for itself. You don't have to release it saying you were unhappy with the one you saw on the CE. And here's why you don't have to do that. Because if you're unhappy with the one you saw on the CE, then why not just come up with something original? Because every CE owner is gonna have that skull that comes with the game. And I highly doubt that CE owners are gonna change the things on their games because you know you wanna keep it all original. That's why the CEs have so much value. Now, if you're gonna make something for the LE, like maybe just make something a little bit more original instead of the same exact thing that they're putting there, okay? I think that would have been interesting. You, know, you can make a gun. You can make a rose, doesn't have to be a skull. Same thing with like what's around the action button. Like is it, does everyone have to put roses there? I mean, can you put something else there? But here's the other part that I, I do find kind of funny. It's guns and roses, people. It's guns and roses. So if you're gonna stick stuff on a guns and roses machine, there's a really good chance it's either gonna be a gun, a rose, or a skull, considering the direction this game is going in, all right? All right, the other thing I've seen, I'm not gonna cover these one by one, but Stern Pinball and Code Updates has really improved their game. I mean, every week, I feel like I'm on Facebook and I see a new Stern code update. And this is a good sign. This is a really good sign. If you're a fan of Stern Pinball and you've been following pinball for years, you know that code updates sometimes take a really, really, really long time. Usually it's like people wait forever for the game to be finished, but no game is ever finished, right? It's not like 1.0 and a game is done. I, you know, some games are like 1.23, 1.07. There is no finish line for pinball. You could always add new code, but I just want to congratulate the team over at Stern who's doing these code updates because you have to be happy the efficiency and how much faster people are getting their code updates with Stern machines. So I think that's a really, really good thing to call out. And then we have Stern's topper department, which now all of a sudden seems to think that every single topper in every single game is now going to cost $1,000. They just released the topper for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with the Technodrome and the eye on top and the plastic turtles looking at it. And it's one thousand dollars okay i will say this this topper does look nicer than the elvira topper to me it just does something about it just sort of sits nicer up there but it's got more plastic than the elvira they both don't look like they cost anywhere near one thousand dollars and they're not they don't i bet these toppers cost stern about 50 bucks each to make now i want to just say this I don't care anymore about these overpriced toppers. Y'all did it to yourselves. Y'all did it to yourselves. Y'all ran in and bought all those other expensive toppers and you did it to yourselves. You just didn't demand more from Stern Pinball. You didn't demand that they put the toppers on the LEs. You could have had more power as consumers. Now, I also don't care anymore about topper gate, topper discussions because none of these toppers really add much to the gameplay. They don't really add much to the experience of pinball. They look really nice. I do prefer a topper instead of no topper. I like the way toppers look, but I'll say this, there's way too much focus on these things. They're not worth it, but if you want it, I really think the only people that would buy these things are the diehard fans of these themes, right? If you love Ninja Turtles, I think you'll probably get it. Like if you have an LD Ninja Turtles and it's never leaving your home, of course I think you're gonna get this. Same with Elvira. But the moment people spent $15,000 on a piece of couch, that was the moment before couch and after couch. 
After Couch, you guys are all screwed. For the rest of your lives, Stern Pinball is going to fleece you. Do you understand this? You spent $5,000 more on a piece of couch. So they're looking at it like these guys are suckers. They're suckers. They don't really require much. We can just give them anything different. And as long as we limited it just enough, we're going to sell all of these. And I heard they sold all of the Elvira toppers. So there you go. There you go. I Look, I work in marketing and my job is to get people to buy stuff. And I think, look, I would have done exactly this. Don't get me wrong. If I worked at Stern, I would have done exactly this because the part that so many people just can't understand, there's so many rich people in pinball, so many. And all I need are 200 to buy that Elvira topper. Done. Done. Those suckers paid 15,000 for a piece of couch. What's a thousand dollar topper? You know, nothing. Nothing. They spend 5000 over for couch, for a $5 piece of couch, if it's even that much. So it's out. The thing I would like to do is this, though, Stern. If you're going, if you're going to fleece us on these toppers, if you're going to rake us over the coals on these toppers, can you at least have the toppers be done when the games are released? Seriously, what's, what's with this delay? Like, I don't understand why the topper division is always six months to eight months behind the damn game division. Seriously, just we know you're making these things in China. We know they're dirt cheap. We know these things are costing nothing. I don't understand why Stern can't release the entire game package at the same time. Is Guns N' Roses topper not available when the game comes out? No, it's on top of the CE. And guess what? It comes with the game. And when you look at these Stern toppers and then you look at the Jersey Jack game, well, at least they gave you the topper built in. If Stern Pinball made Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition, you best believe it would not come with the topper. They would sell the topper separately. Now, it does beg the question, is Jersey Jack Pinball leaving money on the table? Because if Jersey Jack Pinball sold that topper separately for any amount of money, everyone would buy it. Every CE owner would buy it. The problem is, if they charged a thousand, they would get raked over the coals because everyone would be like, that speaker only costs like 50 bucks. They can't do that. Let's make a guess right now when we think that Cactus Canyon Remake will be revealed to the world. So my guess is this. I think this game is going to come out the first week in December. I think that is when we're going to see Cactus Canyon Remake. All right. It's going to be sometime before the end of the year or Christopher Franchi's information is incorrect, but he works there. So it can't be incorrect. It can't be incorrect. All right. I want to try something new right now in Canada's Pinball Podcast. I haven't done this before. I want to pull up on Pinside the games that are for sale right now that are at the top of the for sale threads. I want to tell you right now if I think these games are a good buy or I think it's a crack pipe price. All right. Let's do this right now. So we got a Deadpool LE for $8,950. Is that a good buy or not? No, I don't think Deadpool at $8,950 is a good buy. I know the LE was $9,000 originally, but you mean to tell me that you're used Deadpool hasn't lost any money get out of town Adams family loaded $8,975 get out of town with that no way Adams family for $9,000 Beatles gold 7200 bucks you know Beatles continues to be a game where like it's really hard to price it but I would never buy a Beatles gold for 7200 bucks I'm just saying I still think Beatles is like a $6,000 game it's a fun game but it's too simple there's not enough of the music in it and after a while like you realize this game is going to keep going down in value, right? That's one thing too. Like there's certain games that will go up in value, but I think Beatles is is a game that's going to continue to lose value. So I would not spend 7,200 bucks on that. You can get a Stern premium, any Stern premium you want for around that price. Family Guy, 5,800 bucks for Family Guy. Are you guys noticing 
how the prices are going up on a lot of these machines that used to be around like three grand, four grand, they're jumping up. So Family Guy at 5,800, nope, crack pipe price. Now here's the thing too, I'm not reading the description. Some of these games might be like restored or have a lot of stuff in them. We're just gonna go off of what people are asking for them. And I'm just going off of the new games because there's like roller disco and whatnot. No, I'm just going the new games. Batman 66, 6,500 firm, firm. 64.99 ain't taking it. Is Batman 66, 6,500 firm, is that a decent price? I actually think that's not a bad price for a Batman 66. I really don't. That is the same game that is found in the LE. It is the same game that's found in the SLE. So for that much money, and I think Batman, that it's a Lyman Sheets game, and you know me, I'm a fan of Batman. I think this game is worth it for that much money. In Avengers Infinity Quest Pro with perfect playfield, 5,500 bucks. Okay, the playfield's perfect, 5,500. Now, a pro is what, around $6,200 for this game or $6,000? I would say, and this is in Chicago, if you're in driving distance, uh, you know, I think you could probably get a few hundred bucks off this, but I don't think that's a terrible buy. And also simply because it's a brand new game. Why not save yourself 500 bucks and just get this game? Now, if you have to ship this game, then maybe it's not worth it. See, that's the other part. You have to add in the extra four to 500 bucks for shipping. So if I were local, I'd consider this. If I was gonna ship it, no way. I would just buy a new inbox one from a distributor. Stranger Things LE for $8,200 in Columbia, Tennessee. Stranger Things LE, $8,200. We see the way this game is going. And I'm telling you right now, Stranger Things is a game that's gonna keep going down and down and down in value. Now, I would not buy a Stranger Things LE for $8,200. I think a Stranger Things LE, right now, if I were to say like what I really think it's worth, $7,800. I, I mean that because I bet you you could go to the distributors that are sitting on these LEs. They're not moving. And you could probably get a brand new in-box one for like 8300 I bet you could work a deal. If you rocked up with 8300 in cash, I bet you get a new in-box uh, Stranger Things LE. All right. I, I still wouldn't buy it at that price. Th these games are just Stranger Things. is just never going to come back. It's never going to come back. Uh, look, there's a Tales of the Arabian Nights. You know, I'll tell you this. The buy of the week. The buy of the week. It already happened. It sold quickly. Someone listened listed a HEP restored theater of magic with all of these extra goodies in it. The guy had $20,000 into the game. He sold it for 12.5 or 11.5. It was around there. I think it was 11.5. That was the greatest buy of the week because even though Chicago Gaming Company is going to remake Theater of Magic, it could take five years. They may never get to it and it may never be nicer than a HEP restored version of the game, which we all know is probably the pinnacle of, of how nice you can make these games. Okay. All right. One more. Houdini at 5,600 bucks. A Houdini for 5,600. $100. Now, Houdini, I think, originally was around $7,000, $7,200. Is Houdini at $5,600 a good buy? I don't think it's a bad buy. I don't think it's a bad buy. For $5,600, Houdini is packed full of toys. Now, you have to play it to make sure you want the game. The game does suffer from really, really tight shots, but the code has a lot of interesting things in it. It is a unique game. It's got a lot of stuff that I would consider to be, you know, look at the ball doing that. The way the ball flies through the air, the magnets. It's got a lot in the game. It's got a lot in this game. So I would say that Houdini at that price point, if it's in good condition, which it probably is because AP games hold up really nicely. I think that's a good buy. 
All right, real quick before I end this episode, a couple more things I want to address. First, I want to say thank you so much to my new Patreon donator, Mr. Jarrett Job. Jarrett, thank you so much for donating or increasing your donation to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you, Ted Hauser, as well, for your pledge to Canada's Pinball Podcast. For those of you out there, who want to donate to Canada's Pinball Podcast, it is simply Canada Pinball at Patreon. Just search for it. You'll see it. There's only one Canada Pinball in the world. There's not two. The last thing I want to say on Canada's Pinball Podcast is this week, a lot of us out there who uh, have been on Pinside for years, who are part of that community, uh, we, we have a kinship, uh, most of us. You know, we do. Like, I'm not on Pinside. Don't worry, Rob, and you don't have to find my account and ban me again. But we, we are a community. Whether you like everyone or not, whether you agree with people's political views or not, something that connects us all is our love of pinball. And what makes the community interesting is that there's a lot of different personalities. And Pinside is a place where a lot of us will go and find camaraderie with people who enjoy the same thing we do. And so when members of that community pass away unexpectedly, it's really sad and it's really devastating. And two members of the Pinside community passed away this past week. Uh, We had Terry Ritchie, who goes by Hootie on Pinside, and we also had John Cosman, who passed away. And so Hootie and Cos are the two avatars that you know them by. And I just want to say that our hearts go out to their families and their friends, and for all those in the community who are friends with both of these gentlemen. Now, I was not friends with either one of them. I wasn't enemies with either one of them. I just haven't corresponded with them. But I did read and enjoy their commentary on Pinside. And I think when stuff like this happens, it does put everything in perspective for a lot of us because these gentlemen were were both young. I mean, I think they were both in their early 50s and both of them passed away unexpectedly. This wasn't like they got COVID. This wasn't this, that. No, you just sometimes you wake up, you're, you're having a great day and then your heart just goes out or you, you know, someone runs a red light and that's it. I mean, life is so short. It is so fragile. And all of us have stories of people that have gone too soon. You know, when we see this stuff, it just reminds all of us that, you know what, like maybe we don't get so upset when we see a stupid topper for a thousand dollars. You know, maybe we don't fly off the handle when we think the code's not finished on the monsters. And and maybe some of the stuff we whine about and cry about in the pinball world, it really is trivial in the larger picture of life. Now, look, that doesn't mean like we shouldn't be upset if products are defective because you also can't go through life like that either. You can't just excuse every mistake because, you know, ultimately like that's not that important. You know, part of life is 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 dealing with everyday issues that we need to deal with. It is very easy in the modern world to lose track of the bigger picture. And especially in pinball, right? It's it, We lose track sometime that these are just games meant to have fun with. These are just games meant to be played, enjoyed, grab some beers with some buddies, go out to league night and play some pinball, catch up with some friends, and then you turn the games off. These games were never meant to sort of, you know, have all these online communities and have all this stress and have all this like arguing back and forth and bickering. So when stuff like this happens, I, I think it is just a reminder to all all of us. A reminder to all of us that like, just be thankful. Every day you're above ground is a blessing, is a good day. And no matter what happens, I know life can get really stressful, especially like a week like this as people are are staring at the TV. You know, who's going to be president of the United States? Ultimately, you're still going to be you. Ultimately, you know, you still should be thankful that we're here, that we have the freedoms to have stupid shows about pinball, to vote the way we want to vote. I mean, it's amazing. I'm humbled by the democratic process that's going on right now. It's kind of incredible. But anyway, my point being this, just don't lose focus on what these things were meant to do, okay? Now, 
that being said, I'll just end this by saying for 12-5, these games better be damn perfect, all right? Or I'm not going to stop kicking and screaming until my game is perfect, all right? We're going to miss you two guys, all right? It's just not going to be the same on pin side. But anyway, guys, have a great weekend. Remember to kiss everyone you love and hug everyone you love because life is precious. I'm going to go kiss Bubba and Brenda, see what's for dinner. I broke my foot. Can't cook dinner with a broken foot. Later. <laughs>